This episode of the Redbeard Podcast is brought to you by DJ Tone Entertainment. If you're looking for a DJ to provide the best entertainment with cutting-edge equipment for your event, then look no further. From weddings and corporate events to birthday parties and family reunions, DJ Tone Entertainment can do it all. You can find their rates on Facebook or message them for a personalized quote. So don't wait. Book DJ Tone Entertainment today. Yo, uh, did you see Creed, the first one? Well, there's another one coming out, if you didn't know that already. And it's called Creed 2. You know, like the second one. Uh, there's a trailer. We're going to talk about that shit. Uh, Chris Hardwick has some allegations. I almost said alligators, but whatever. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about those allegations and what we think based on some of the new evidence that has come to light. Word. Check it out. Redbeard Podcast begins now. Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. <laughs> and we're back. It's your boy Cooley with the Red Bear Podcast, the podcast that's been back more times than Michael Myers. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Sitting here at the table, we have Mr. Tony Amaral, Yo, the third. <laughs> yeah, I'm the third. What's up? <laughs> What the fuck? And with a puzzled look on his face, weighing in at 185 pounds, am I right? Yeah, around there. Word. Yeah. I'm pretty good at eyeballing that shit. What's up, Jim? Mr. Jim Rock. Hi. How's it going, Tony? Cool audience. at the audience as usual. <laughs> that time against my will. No, it was great, though. Me too. Hashtag that was a, me too. That was, a, me that was too. a wave rape. Yeah. All right. I just grabbed your hand and took advantage. Too soon? Mm-hmm. Well, it might not be enough. this episode and what we're talking about. Uh-oh. Yo, what are we talking about this episode? I talked about it before the episode started. You all know what it is. It's Creed 2, baby. That shit is coming. Hell yeah, man. Are we excited for it? Do I sound excited? After seeing that trailer, yeah. I am totally excited for this shit. That trailer looks awesome, man. So Michael B. Jordan, uh, obviously... Just continued to work out after the second Creed movie and is in like super good shape. I think he's he's bigger than he was in the last movie. Uh, ready to kick some ass mm-hmm. in this one. Um, so props to him for for that man because that's definitely not easy. Um, but I just think this is really cool, man. Every time it never ceases to amaze me. Like Sylvester Stallone is not what you consider like an awesome dramatic actor. You know what I mean? Even though people you know will probably forget that he was nominated for an Academy Award for Creed, but didn't get it for Best Actor. Gave um, it to Mark Rillance. Yeah, for his his amazing uh, minute-and-a-half role in Bridge of Spies. But um, I, I honestly will say, every time I watch a trailer uh, for Creed or this one, I'm looking forward to um, seeing Sylvester Stallone's performance because he has a lot to do with like the writing 
you know, and and what goes into Con, uh, what goes into Rocky's thought process. And a lot of the things he says in these movies are very powerful, and you kind of get a sense of that in the trailer. So I'm looking forward to seeing his performance. The only thing I was I was wondering though is in the last movie he had cancer, and it doesn't really seem like he has it now in this trailer. He's in remission. Yeah, which I would he went beat for treatment. It. Which I'm hoping, and I'm sure that they will cover that and and touch upon that. But I'm I'm hoping that's the case because obviously he looks a lot better than he did in, in Yo, towards he the end of Creed. That shit out. Seriously, KO first round. Hell yeah. But and I mean, I, it looks good. And I love. Awesome. I love the the Michael the Michael Jordan storyline. I like how he's Creed's son. Loved the last the last one. I think this went the last movie went in an excellent direction to bring in new fans mm-hmm. and to revitalize the whole Rocky storyline because I think Rocky Sylvester Stallone as the main focal point was played out. The last few movies weren't the greatest movies and they were depressing. Yeah, they, they were, were. And, so depressing. And you couldn't you really couldn't do Rocky now with Sylvester Stallone no. at his age. You can't does, have him come back and fight. I mean, granted that all, none of the movies were realistic. This would have been oh, super well, yeah. unrealistic, super unrealistic to have him at that age coming into the ring and trying to fight and I can, and kick ass. I can see him like someone says shit to Jordan and Stallone throws like a punch, like one punch, like one everything goes into that one punch, like knocks a guy out. Mm. I can see that happening. But I still want to see Rocky like knock somebody out. I think everybody wants to see that. Right. You want to see him have that moment. I think it's still possible. I think there's a chance. Like I said, I think yeah. that's possible that that could happen where someone talks shit about his protege and punches him out. Yeah. And I think I I think you're right. The last movie he was uh, Sylvester Stallone was excellent in should have won the the Academy Award. Right. Didn't. And I'm excited to see what he brings to the table this movie because I know that he feels he needs to bring it after his last performance. I think one of the things I'm super excited about um, is something that everybody's been everybody's been waiting for. This is that this this movie is going to have Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren together again. Right. You know, they're probably going to share some screen time. Everybody's been waiting for that since Rocky Four. It's kind of been talked about if they would ever cross paths again. So I feel like having Ivan Drago and Rocky Balboa come together again is going to be interesting to kind of see, um, you know, if they still kind of hold any grudges, if there's that respect. It's not really about them anymore, but... You know, having, it's, having Drago's son, though, like to me, a, is more interesting. Well, that's my point: is that they, you're, and I agree with you. They're gonna have. It's not necessarily about them as main characters anymore, but like the proteges that they have trained to kind of be like the next generation of themselves, mm-hmm. which I think is gonna be cool. And this guy, though, um, who's um, I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but Florian Montagnu, I think it's how you pronounce it, but uh, he's playing Victor Drago. Um, and I think that's going to be awesome. This guy, though, looks like a monster. Like, this dude is huge. Well, mm-hmm. didn't Dolph right? look like a monster? He yeah. did. But this guy, I mean, Dolph did look big, but this guy looks like a like bodybuilder big. This guy right. has like a Ricky Martin face to him. 
I don't know about that. I mean, I'm just saying his face. I mean, he's definitely got, um, I think he's got a little bit of size on Michael B. Jordan. And I think that that's the point. I think they want him to be. He has a lot of size. I think they want him to be. They want him to be taller. They want him to be bigger. Like a lot of people thought that that Dolph Lundgren's character, Ivan Drago, was indestructible. Right. And I think they want to give us the same feeling in this movie, kind of recreate that, you know. But obviously, we would hope that, you know, Michael B. Jordan's character takes down this machine of a man. But what what is really, uh, what makes you feel like you don't know what the outcome is going to be is that in the first movie, the big fight, he lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, So this... This is uh, Ryan Coogler and um, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. writing a movie in the Rocky universe where the protagonist isn't always going to win the big fight. So that's what that I mean, who knows? This could be a situation where he actually, you know, has the same fate as his dad. Right. You don't know. But I mean, you want and you want him to win. And hopefully it's a feel good movie and not something depressing like the first one. The first one was a little depressing at the end because he lost, but it was still triumphant because mm-hmm. he he made his debut as a boxer, which is what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? And he actually held his own for a long time in that fight. So he didn't go out like a sucker. But, you know, it would have been nice to see him win that fight. Like that's you watch Rocky movies for the, the feel good aspect of it. I mean, nobody right. watches it for the boxing technique. Um like, Although it's gotten much better from the first couple of movies. It has. I mean, but the characters have also developed a lot. You've gotten to know a lot about their backstory. I think, um, you know, uh, Burgess Meredith had a, a really good impact on the films and where Rocky came from. Like, they really, what I really like about the Rocky movies is they take their time over the course of a couple of movies to really establish where they came from and instill their values and their morals in the characters so that when they actually fight and they make decisions, you understand why those decisions are being made. And I mean, there's a scene that I, I mean, I always, you know, you get a little emotional because as you get older, you start to kind of relate to like, I have grandparents that are older and are still alive. Thank God. But it's they're like older there's, than you. There's that's I mean, older. I mean, my grandmother's 90. You know, my, my grandfather was older when he passed away. But it's like I'm watching that scene with Burgess Meredith where he's he's old. He's I mean, they made him look older for the movie, obviously. But like, you know, he gives his necklace to Rocky and he's like, when you know, when you get hurt and you go down, he's like, you know, you're going to remember that is that angel on your shoulder that's telling you to get up because right. Mickey loves you. And like that's that scene was kind of touches everybody in a different way, but it stays with you, you know? So anytime you see Rocky go down, they do flashbacks to him, like remembering what he said, like get right. up, you know? And it's like that, that sticks with you through the whole Rocky journey. And when now we're seeing Rocky as an older guy, you know, and you're seeing him take those values and instill that in the characters, which is cool. Um, got time for like one more thing on this. Yeah. Do we think that Sylvester Stallone is going to die in this movie, or do you think they're going to save that for the next movie? Because I don't believe this is going to be the final Creed. No, no, this is not going to be the final Creed, but I think the third would be the final one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see this being like a multi-movie franchise. I think it's a, a I trilogy. think it's a trilogy, and you know there'll be three and out. Um, 
do we think Sylvester Stallone will die? Yeah, in, in this one. In this or the next one? I think in this one. This I, one? I mean, that way the next one is like kind of like a... A, you a know, standalone you, for yeah. Michael Jordan? Yeah, and he gets to shine completely in that one, and, and it's and it's all on Creed, just like they did with Rocky. Um, I mean, like... You want to give him a ch- you want to give this kid a chance to to be, you know, to to take Rocky's teachings and his in his coaching to the next level on his own and make it his own thing and and let him be like you know the 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 ultimate fighter in that in that situation, hopefully. I don't know if I, I don't know if I I. I don't know if Rocky needs to die, for the for the, uh, for the story to continue. It's possible that he could be alive forever, but my, I, I would like. I mean, I think just for the emotional impact and the to close out the character and something to give the character, the the character of Adonis Creed, some some emotional drive, bes- mm. like additional emotional drive, and push him a little bit harder uh, to succeed. I think that that's a good way to. To, you know, give him that. Right, and I also right. think a lot of the story arcs in the original Rocky movies and now in Creed, you're seeing very similar things happen. And I think that Sylvester Stallone has taken the Burgess Meredith role, and I believe ultimately he's going to pass away. Right. And Creed is going to fight in his honor. Yeah, I can see that. Speaking of, speaking about passing away, though. Yeah. Um, a beloved uh, podcast uh, founder. His career passed away this week, um, yeah. and there hasn't been anybody really fighting for his honor besides Adam Carolla, who kind of spoke out in, on his behalf. Good man. Um, and we, of course, we're talking about Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Do we really think that this is the end for Chris Hardwick? I really I mean, think sh- that th- once you have that stain on your career, it's really tough to fight back from until you're 100% vindicated. Um, like, there's a lot of people that have, like, hearsay, uh, you know, problems, and they're, they're, they're forever tainted. Uh, Roethlisberger is one, for instance. Um, there's a lot of hearsay and a lot of, uh, you know, people that have come out and said things about, you know, his behaviors outside of off the field. Ben rapes fur burgers. There you go. And, 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 and this is something that's going to stick with him throughout his career. He's still playing on the field right now because nothing's been proven. But even when you are still able to perform your duties and still able to do your job and still able to maybe, uh, you know, be on, you never really have the same respect from your crowd or from your audience as you did before, uh, you're going to lose a lot of a lot of people are going to drop off until it's proven one way or the other, which, you know, what actually happened, which who knows if that's actually going to come to pass. I think my problem with this whole situation is. All right, this Me Too movement, uh, this Me Too movement is 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 great. For well, first, a first but, say, tell, tell people what actually happened though because i think we just started talking about it and nobody I, we so, never even said what happened so his, yeah. uh so basically what happened was chris hardwick's ex-girlfriend basically had some accusations that he was uh abusive to her and uh as soon as she basically made these allegations like sexually abusive yeah sexually abusive um um you know even i think physically um they basically you know did what they all do as as 
people who are trying to respect the Me Too movement, they basically kicked him out of the the Nerdist uh, <laughs> podcast foundation company, which he was a founder of, um, removed any evidence of him from being a part of it. Um, his name isn't listed anywhere. He was supposed to um, co-host something this year, or host something this year, and I completely just... So the there, were, there were two panels. There were, yeah, two, two sorry, AMC panels. panels. Yeah, two AMC panels uh, that he was going to host at different conventions. Those he's been taken off as the host. He's no longer... The Talking Dead is no longer happening, or he is no longer the host of it. Talking with Chris Hardwick uh, yep. is now not a thing. So I guess... I guess my problem with this is, is, and I've said this multiple times, I respect the Me Too movement. I think it's great what they're doing for assholes like Harvey Weinstein and, you know, Kevin Spacey, who have really done some effed up shit. Um, and they should be paying for the things that they've done and, and good, right? But when you have somebody like Chris Hardwick, who has built a... An empire. An empire for himself. Well, right? not even for himself. He built an empire and for, sold it to Legendary. I'm, I mean, the guy's the guy's brilliant. The guy's been been working his ass off. I mean, I don't think people remember Chris Hardwick was the other half of Singled Out on MTV. You know, when Jenny McCarthy was like, that was Chris Hardwick. He's been around for a long time. He's paid his dues. So, I feel like these things are just, um, they are allegations and accusations that somebody is making. And what I don't like about this movement is that somebody's career can go from the top to literally nothing in a matter of 24 hours because of an allegation or an, an accusation that someone made. You're, you're basing someone's career on somebody's word. It could be hearsay. There's no time to even have a trial. There's no... You know, whatever happened to uh, innocent until proven guilty? Yeah, it's completely just guilty don't until proven innocent. I just don't understand how you can take somebody's entire career and throw it out the window. Like, listen, you got somebody like Harvey Weinstein, fine. Kevin Spacey admitted it and whatever. He tried to come out and it didn't work out. Regardless, he basically admitted what had happened. And Louis C.K. even admitted to everything that he did. And that's the reason why they took him off Netflix and all this other shit. He came clean and admitted he was wrong. But Chris Hardwick is denying these allegations, and he should have a chance to speak up for himself rather than have his whole career thrown out the fucking right, but window. That, that's not fair, man. Just to clarify, it's not the movement that's it's doing not that the to Me Too him. movement. These yeah. are the networks that have let him go. Right. This, but, this is this is a, a rash uh, rush to judgment. And a decision being made on hearsay instead of actual facts and investigation. Right. And uh, so there's no due process here. Uh, that that's what the problem. Thanks for clearing is. that up. I'm not yeah. saying that the movement is right. at fault. I'm just right, right. saying that I feel like I feel like because of this, a lot of people are starting to come forward, which is great, and they should. Yes. But I feel like we're seeing a lot more of this, and and uh, people's careers are are being just literally thrown away in 24 hours without any of these uh, allegations being investigated. Correct. And I think that's that's bullshit. And if this is true, you know, if what they're saying is true that Chris has allegedly done, then fuck Chris Hardwick. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, absolutely. but he should have the chance to speak up for himself at least. 
And there have been and to some degree, like some for, of the new evidence that came to light, though, like with the text messages. Yeah, and, it's it seems very muddy. Yeah, uh, her name it is does. Chloe. Chloe Dykstra. Right. Is her name, and she's stating that she was uh she was sexually and physically abused, emotionally abused. Right. But then some text TMZ has gotten a hold of some texts, which I'm going to assume Chris Hardwick or his legal team Released. has leaked Released. them out. I mean, yeah. there's no other way. And these texts seem to be Chloe months later after they apparently broke up and she, you know, was abused. She's trying to make everything better with Chris Hardwick. She's trying right. to reconcile with him. Which and even seems... says in the text message thread that maybe she was the one that oh, you, you know, have the yes, thread yes. was more. One of the one of the texts says uh, we both handled this poorly, mm -hmm. meaning their breakup uh, period, possibly myself more so. Right. But she's trying to put the blame on herself. Now, I mean, these could be taken out of context, but it's hard not to look at this. And say, at least in some way, she thinks that she's part of the problem for this relationship breaking up. And it's it's hard to dispute that. Right. Like, it's hard for her to just come out and say, well, here's the reason why I was assaulted. When texts like this show why, if you truly believe you were attacked. I, I think seven it, months later, like after you've had time to like decompress. Process everything. Yeah. Go for your account. Go for counseling. Uh, get some help. Whatever. Seven months later, now you want to you want to make things right or you want to make things good and and admit to your wrongdoings. Like, and I'm not. And we're and not, not saying that if she if she was abused, seven months is the correct amount. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. Everything. Not at all. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But enough, it seems odd. But there's enough time there that you would probably not try to go back, right? So I have a, a tweet that uh, somebody who worked for Nerdist actually posted. Her name is Donna Dickens. Um, her Twitter handle is mildly uh, amused if you want to look into it. But basically she posted something and it said, as someone who writes for Nerdist, let me just say Chris Hardwick is a piece of trash and I believe women. And then below that it's like, she's a, but then again she says this. Right after that she puts, I've never personally had an interaction with him. But you hear things. Uh, and I'm not going to let a fear of not being allowed to write for Nerdist anymore keep me from supporting a survivor of abuse. I believe Chloe. And that's fine, right? That, that she's heard these things. But, but at the same but, time, but it's still thing, hearsay. But it's still hearsay because she's heard things and she's never had a personal interaction with them. So I feel like her saying that it, it's great that you said that, but you don't really have anything to personally base it on. And my other thing is this. For somebody that has built an empire, as we said, I feel like it might be good for AMC to take a stand and be like, we, we, Chris Hardwick, like Chris Hardwick, from what I've, I've heard with AMC and, and Adam Carolla has been nothing but a stand up guy. And they, like, who knows what happens behind closed doors? But like, as far as professionally, he's been a stand up guy and they never would have expected something like this. Like Adam Carolla's I, brand of comedy, though, doesn't really lend to him being a great person I, I, to no, vouch and for I, somebody's and character. I understand that. Yeah, and he's and kind of like a man's man. And I yeah. understand he was one of the, you know, him and Jimmy Kimmel, the man show. I get it. But like, 
my thing is that I'd believe Kimmel before I believe Corolla, though. Right, but my point is, is that I feel like it would be a good stand by AMC to be like, hey, we 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 have heard the allegations with Chris Hardwick. We're not taking them lightly, but we are looking into this, and we will uh, we will continue to follow the investigation. Uh, you know, bear with us as things develop. But I mean, as far as like just kicking them off the whole fucking network. Mm. I mean, like, I, I just feel like I would have a little bit more respect for AMC if they if they let the due process happen. Well, we unfortunately live in a world where once the allegation has come out, once the tweet, you know, has, has reared its ugly head, people have already made a decision to ostracize that person. But They've I, already I, deemed him a monster. And, and companies are afraid that they are going to lose money off of this. And that's fine, but I think my problem is that you, like I like I said I think I would have more respect for AMC for being the ones to make a stand and not let the tweet be the deciding factor as to if this person is guilty or not. Like Twitter is not a judge and jury. Like just no, because the public not. just because the public is aware of it doesn't mean somebody's career is at stake. Like, right, how about like let AMC be like, hey man, that that's great and we we hear it, but like you know, trial first. Yeah, you know how about saying? everybody like, just how about everybody just chill out until we until we find out thank that you. he did it. Because and, and Or didn't or this, didn't or didn't. This is this is where this is where it gets really muddy for me. Is that this is this is where social media becomes a problem? Well, no, this no, I'm talking about the, this situation with him. This is not just a random woman or just some woman that worked for him that he used his power to abuse her. This is his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, that they broke up and and they broke up because she cheated on him. Right. That's the other thing that's weird. So, it's like you so, cheated on him. So she now... cheated on him. They broke up. She wants to get back with him. He wants nothing to do with it because she cheated on him, yeah. right? And, I mean, it's just a woman scorned, right? This is what you hear. This is the, this is what you what it's you hear. Been, yeah, it's been it's, all it's over a, Twitter. A, and, yeah. No, but I'm saying a woman scorned is is the the phrase, right? At least right, this right. is exactly. what is being portrayed. Exactly, right. and that's what it seems like. And I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm saying that that's what it seems like. So when it seems like that up front. When you look at it at first glance, how are you going to erase this man from everything that he's done and then take away everything that he could be based on an allegation like that? Like if this was if this was a group of women coming forward from Nerdist or, or a group of women coming forward that he's worked with, that he had no prior relationship with, and they're just like, look, this, these are things that Chris Hardwick has done. I'm not saying that that would justify erasing him from everything but at the same time it would i i would almost like i wouldn't be as i wouldn't be as hesitant to accept it because ultimately and i hate to bring this up again ultimately amc is a company that could stand to lose a ton of money and that's, i think that's the other thing that surprises and me. i think this is this is the they look at this as the only way to get ahead of this and not cause a financial problem for themselves. If for whatever reason he gets cleared, I'm sure they'll bring back Chris Hardwick with open but arms. Like how awkward is that? Yeah, though? if I was Chris like, how Hardwick, how awkward is that to be like like I feel like if I was Chris Hardwick, I'd be like fuck you. Yeah, 
Like, 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 I didn't do this, and you, you literally, it was like a backstabber. Like, right. Like, I, like, go fuck yourself, man. I'll go somewhere else. But they're their employers. They're not his friends. Right. I'm just trying oh, to look at it man. At, like from a, the yeah, other way. They, uh, yeah, I would say, man, if, if I was him and I was going to actually accept that job again, they would have to make some kind of statement before, like, my next show, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, something like we like, apologize. We apologize for you know, like we we gladly welcome him back with open arms or something. You know, but, like, but again, this is not. And and I just want our I want our audience to understand this. Like we are not like advocating for Chris Hardwick right now. We're just saying that we're advocating for actual justice. We like this kind. Like once we start allowing this kind of thing to happen on a regular basis, then you know, like people are. I mean, it's just it's not a good. It's not a good. Fucking place like, to support, be. Like we support the Me Too movement. We just don't support people losing their careers over something that somebody said. It feels like this is turning into a big high school, doesn't it? No, it, like, it feels like Salem. It's gossip. It's, it's, it's it feels like, like some Salem. Guy, it's like some guy, you know, what? has a date with some girl and she doesn't put out and he's pissed about it. So he tells all of his friends that girl's a slut. Right. And then for the next four years of her high school career, she is now labeled the slut right. over something that she may not have done. I'm I was not saying s- it feels like Salem. Salem, yeah, the witch trials. Oh, the witch trials, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're. There's no way you're getting out of it. You're just like once you're labeled. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, I was just making sure. Yeah, as a witch. Yeah, I got you. Once you're labeled that shit, like you don't, you can't, you can't scrub yourself clean, man. Like there's, it's always gonna hang over your head, like forever until you're completely exonerated. Which hopefully, I don't know which way it's gonna go, but I'd like to see the actual, the actual uh, system in place. To make sure that this woman is telling the truth. You know what's funny though? You know, we talked about this earlier in, the, in this episode. There were allegations again. I feel like some allegations you hear about and then they just disappear. Like there were allegations about Sylvester Stallone. What happened with that? Nothing. Because no one Franco. gives. No one gives a shit. The James Franco thing. No one gives a shit. But why right? do people? Why do people give a shit about Chris Hardwick though? I mean, I don't understand that. It's he's not a even major like- figure right now. Like and James, I'm not saying James Franco or Sylvester Stallone aren't, but it, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like the buzz right now, and then people go on with their lives and they forget about it. And I feel like Sylvester Stallone, people are like, who fucking cares? Like the Morgan Freeman shit, no one cares. You know, hmm. it's weird. It's weird how some of these allegations Aziz get traction, and then some of them just fall off the grid. And I feel you like know? Chris Hardwick. Is a bigger name right now than Franco or Stallone. Yeah, I think he just is. He's a he's a larger brand. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just hope that if I, I personally hope that this is not true because I'm I'm a I'm a Chris Hardwick fan. I really like the guy. Uh, I enjoy his work. But if, if he did, he's an asshole. But I hope that's not the case. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Um, Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. For <laughs> that's real. not what I wasn't even. No, doing I know, that, but, but that's I was, great. It was just perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like that's it, man. That's it for today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget, we are actually releasing every Friday and Monday now, uh, just to make it a little bit easier, give you some bite-sized pieces. Woo-hoo! Um, you, you can, can also- swallow that. Like, what are the, what are those things? Those pizza things you used to eat. What do they call them? Like the small little round pizza rolls? Yeah, no, not mm. a pizza roll. What do they call? Bagel bites? Oh, yeah, it's like a bagel Quiche. bite. 
No, it's a bagel bite. Whatever. Where the um, fuck did quiche come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Where are we on the podcast? Mini, those little mini quiches. Um, yeah, it's a bagel bite size episode. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, on Monday nights, you can also check out The Bachelorette After Party with Tony and Becca. Hell and yeah. every Thursday, you can check out We Love Wednesdays, um, which is a comic book podcast by yours truly. Uh, and that's it. Word. So we'll see you guys on what day? <laughs> whatever whatever day you want to see us. i with you. We'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah. Later. Peace. Goodbye.